fog continues to roll in. The dark of night deepens until all is black. Ahead, a rocky shoal beckons where certain tragedy awaits. Your ship plows forward, pushed by the storm. Just as your hope begins to subside, you see it. The light from the lighthouse that guides you to safety. Faithfully kept by the lightkeeper. Hi friends, welcome to Lessons from the Lightkeeper, a special professional development series on the Ed Leader podcast. I'm your host, Rob Jackson. It's hard to believe we've arrived at the 12th episodes in this special leadership development series. As we've worked through each of the lessons from the Lightkeeper based on the book Talent is Never Enough by John Maxwell, we've had the opportunity, I hope, to hear things that, while they may not strike us as brand new or novel, do cause us to pause, to reflect, to consider. The feedback that I've received is that, as our listeners have had the opportunity to reflect on the lessons from the Lightkeeper, they've really found themselves going back to some of the things they did as brand new leaders or some of the things they said they would do as a leader, and it's been a reminder to really prioritize those things that they know are high-value activities and high-value mindsets in order to be as effective as possible in serving our students and staff members, our colleagues and teammates. As I've shared on each of the episodes, there is a lot of anxiety in the world. As Ed Leaders, we have the opportunity to soothe that anxiety, at least on the part of our students and our teachers and staff members, We do so by being the kind of leaders we've always espoused ourselves to be, the kind of leaders we want to be. Those leadership traits that we've talked about throughout this special professional development series, so far we've talked about belief and passion. We've talked about initiative, focus, preparation, practice, perseverance, courage, teachability, and character. Each of those leadership practices, each of those leadership mindsets has the opportunity to help us grow as leaders and be as effective as possible. Today's lesson, Relationships Influence the Light. Relationships Influence the Light. Carl Jung, speaking of chemistry, said the meeting of two personalities is like the contact of two chemical substances. If there is any reaction, both are transformed. When you think about the work of a leader, particularly the leader in a school system or an educational setting, we are people, people. We work with people. When we encounter someone, as Carl Jung would said, if there's any reaction, we're both transformed. And so thinking about we have the opportunity to transform someone else through our meeting and our relationships with them and understanding the power of that opportunity, well, that's probably why we went in this work, to make a difference, to help students achieve their dreams through our opportunities to serve them and to serve our teachers. For myself, my leadership style, when I've been asked about that, I've always described it as relational. When I've been asked to talk about my leadership philosophy, I talk about being a relational leader, about valuing the importance of relationships. You see, I believe great relationships, a true servant leader approach, 
a commitment to excellence in all things, and the creation of a collaborative atmosphere where all voices are valued has engendered great success during my career, and not because of what I've done, but because of what we've done together as a team, a team built on strong relationships. You know, the term servant leader has really been overused, but it does embody my approach to leadership. As a superintendent, I spend time working for and with our classified or hourly staff members. In the past, I've spent a day working as a custodian in an elementary school. It was important to me as superintendent to demonstrate that I'm more than willing to mop floors and clean up classrooms. I've spent a day on the fuel truck working with the transportation department to fuel up our buses. I've spent a day in school cafeterias not only serving the food, but arriving early enough to help prepare it. I've spent time serving as a teacher assistant in the schools and driving a bus. All of that's incredibly important, and I'm looking forward to continuing those activities because I do think it's important to have the opportunity to develop those relationships by being present with our staff members regardless of the work they do. You see, I think school system faculty and staff members appreciate working with a superintendent or an ed leader who's willing to get their hands dirty to serve students, teachers, and schools. As a leader, it's always been important to me to have personal relationships with each staff member. Personal relationships include important things, like knowing when there are life moments, such as the sickness of an immediate family member or births or deaths in the family. It also includes birthday greetings and moments of levity and laughter around the staff coffee pot. Having a strong relationship with individual staff members allows them to feel more comfortable sharing their needs directly with me. It also, I believe, builds a sense of loyalty to the school system, to the individual school and to the administration when the principals and teachers and staff feel that they are both valued and valuable. Within each building, every teacher must be treated as a teacher leader. That extension of this professional and personal respect builds a collegial feeling throughout the building and really across the school system. I personally encourage all staff members in their professional growth and have been honored to see both formal promotions and visible growth in every staff member I've worked with. I believe the individual success of the employees I've worked with has occurred because of the atmosphere of shared decision-making and teacher leadership that we've engendered to create. As a leader, I try to be hyper-present through attending events at each school and in the community. Certainly during this pandemic, I've regretted the opportunity we haven't had to be present at after-school events, whether that's athletics or a band performance or a chorus performance or a visual arts show, whether it's being at some sort of club meeting. Not being able to be there has taken away, I think, from both the students but the staff members as well, and I certainly look forward to our being able to get back to that. But being present and hyper-present in particular is not just attending events, but it's also about being in the hallways during classroom changes and in checking in with principals and teachers during lunches. It's about being in the classrooms on a consistent basis, and it's also about routinely standing in front of the schools with school staff members greeting parents and students as they arrive. 
being hyper-present with the teachers gives me an opportunity to hear directly from them about how the school is doing in all areas. Meeting with teachers in their departmental or grade-level professional learning communities is important to discuss and evaluate everything from administrative processes to curriculum alignment across courses. These rich, vibrant conversations allow opportunities to recognize accomplishments and detail areas of concern. I also try to meet with site-based leadership teams, particularly when they are wrestling with challenges and invite me to be at the table. I absolutely love receiving those invitations. Being hyper-present, being accessible, and inviting parents, students, and staff into continuing conversations allows me the opportunity to have a working knowledge of how the school system is doing. That information combined with formal surveys is then reintroduced into those same conversations where we seek solutions together in a cycle of continuous improvement. Students, staff, and parents feel as if they're valued when their contributions and ideas are sought. With this feeling of efficacy, they continue to work hard to daily recreate a successful and vibrant learning community, empowered by a leader who cares enough to be hyper-present in the schools, who values their input, and who absolutely wants to have a positive relationship with them. My friends, relationships certainly influence the light. Being a part of the schools and the school system, being hyper-present, reaching out to listen more than I talk is so very important. J.K. Rowling wrote the Harry Potter series, an incredibly popular series as I'm sure you are well aware of. In the book, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, she wrote, Indifference and neglect often do much more damage than outright dislike. Indifference and neglect often do much more damage than outright dislike. You know, sometimes when we're new to a building or new to a school system, we work hard to develop relationships. And if we're not careful, we start to take those relationships for granted. Relationships require us to be present. And for district leaders, whether you're a superintendent or a director, a curriculum coordinator, or serve in the technology department, the transportation department, the maintenance department, the child nutrition department, for district leaders, we have to prioritize being present in the schools to continue to build upon those relationships. You see, if we appear to be indifferent, or if we neglect those relationships, we're damaging our opportunities to serve and damaging the system's opportunity to continue to improve. We have to be present. Being present, though, isn't enough. Wanting to have a relationship, though, isn't enough. Building that relationship is important, and one of the key elements to building that relationship is prioritizing And it's so needed in this world right this moment, prioritizing simply being kind. Albert Schweitzer said, constant kindness can accomplish much. As the sun makes ice melt, kindness causes misunderstanding, mistrust, and hostility to evaporate. 
when we're present, particularly when someone's working through something and, and maybe they don't even agree with a decision that's been made, if we're simply there and we're listening intently, listening with the effort to understand, to really show that we value that relationship and we're kind in that approach, we have the opportunity to really melt away any misunderstanding, any mistrust, and certainly any sort of hostility. That kindness piece is so very important. In the book, Talent is Never Enough, John Maxwell writes that people can trace the successes and failures in their lives to their most significant relationships. Almost all sorrows can be traced to relationships with the wrong people, and almost all of our joys can be traced to relationships with the right people. The relationships in our lives really do make or break us. They either lift us up or they tear us down. They add or they subtract. They help to give us energy or they take it away. You know, some relationships take from us. There are ways, he says, to tell whether a relationship is positive or negative. He says to do so, we should note whether being around a person makes us feel better or worse about ourselves. And to really think about how much energy does the relationship require. And so as ed leaders, if we find ourselves having a negative relationship, particularly with a staff member, we've got to work through that. We've got to approach that with kindness and with consistent attention to developing that relationship so that we're not taking away from our own ability or our own energy to give back to the system. When that relationship has a negative effect on us, it dilutes our capacity to serve because it robs us of the energy that we could be using towards our best gifts and skills and giving those forward in service of our students and staff members. It distracts us from our purpose and detracts from our best efforts. But you know, some relationships, and I would argue most relationships if we're careful, add to us. Positive relationships take us to a higher level. They encourage us and bring out the best in us. They're often pivotal in our lives. As you have the opportunity to be engaged in hiring decisions, certainly being thoughtful about who you're bringing onto the team and how they will add to the team and develop relationships with the team is extremely important, knowing that you want someone who adds and doesn't subtract. John Wooden writes, there's a choice you have to make in everything you do. So keep in mind that in the end, the choice you make makes you. Being in a relationship is a choice, particularly when we're hiring someone. Understanding that that choice has consequences, positive and negative, is so very important. There are five signs, according to John Maxwell, of a solid relationship. You know you've got a solid relationship when you see, number one, mutual enjoyment. Number two, respect. Number three, shared experiences. Number four, trust. Number five, reciprocity. Friendships are like bank accounts. You can't continue to draw on them without making deposits. Relationships are like bank accounts. We can't keep going back to our colleagues, to our the staff members we work with, and take, 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 and never 
give back. Our opportunity to give back is through developing those relationships and through making sure that we know when those life moments are happening in their lives. If you really want to grow your strength in the area of developing relationships, John Maxwell will say that we should start out by identifying the most important people in our lives and to assess whether they're influencing and to assess whether they're influencing us in the right direction. He says in prosperity our friends know us. In adversity we know our friends. We certainly want teammates who are going to help us row through the storms and not just be there when everything's going incredibly well. You know what? If our friends aren't friends in our personal lives or our professional lives, we probably need new friends. Speaking of friends, my friends, I want to share with you how much I appreciate you. I do hope that this special series has been helpful to you and will continue to be helpful to you as we all continue to do this work. I want to say thank you to each of you for all that you're doing and to encourage you to keep shining the light. Thank you for listening to the Ad Leader Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider leaving a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts so that we may continue to grow the Ed Leader community. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with Dr. Jackson. Until next time.